0: Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Program. Today is day 237, looking at Isaiah 63 and 64, Hebrews chapter 13 and Psalm 100. Today I'm going to do things a little bit differently and we're going to go to our Psalm first rather than last and partly because this is a wonderful Psalm to go to. Now, thanking the Lord is something that we must do with our lives and with our lips every day. But the question we have is how shall we thank God? What do we do to thank God? Well first, we thank God by serving him. We come into worship, but we leave worship ready to serve. It should be ready on our hearts and our minds to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Too many people serve themselves and not the Lord, and too often we do not serve the Lord at all with gladness. The Lord loves that cheerful servant that comes from a heart of worship. But we also thank God by submitting. As creatures, we submit to the creator who made us. As sheep submit to the shepherd, so we as God's sheep, as God's children, submit to the father. He is making us as we yield to him. Submission means the fulfillment of that new heart in Christ. And thirdly, we thank God by sacrificing. As priests, we are privileged to offer spiritual sacrifice, and they include songs of praise, good works, material gifts, but more than that, our very lives before our Saviour. So today, start your day, end your day, go to the middle of your day with this one clear thing, to thank God with your life, with your actions, with your words, with your thoughts, for he has indeed saved you from your sin. We now head back into Isaiah and we start to look at chapter 63. When Jesus Christ returns to establish his kingdom, he will come as a conquering warrior. And when he came the first time, he was a servant who shed his blood for sinners. But the next time, the sinners will shed their blood in a futile defense against the Lord. The year of Jubilee will become the day of vengeance. But Jesus will also bring compassion. He may defeat his enemies, but he will save his people. The emphasis is on the loving kindness, goodness, mercy and the love of God. God cares for his children and he promises them glory. He also will intercede for us. Isaiah continues to pray for his people. As a child pleading with a father, he begs God to return and overcome the enemy. He longs to see the temple restored and the people obeying their Lord. And the question we have from this one chapter is, are we praying like that? Are we praying for the Lord to save us, to restore us, to renew us? We should be daily thankful to God, but we should also be daily praying for the restoration of God. We head into Isaiah 64 and we see various things missing. A missing demonstration. When the enemy attacked Jerusalem, the Lord held his peace and did not intervene. The Jews were both defeated and disgraced before their foes clearly, God wasn't there. Or was he? And was he simply allowing this to happen? There was a missing demonstration from God. But there was also a missing intercession. Isaiah once again emphasises the importance of prayer. God wonders that there is no intercessor, nobody who will get stirred up and the need for confessing sin and seeking God's face. Until we pray and get right with God, He will not reveal his power, whether that be individually or corporately as a church. But we also see here the missing submission. The clay should yield to the potter and the children should obey the father. God doesn't intervene because nobody is praying and no one is submitting to God. Today I want you to ponder about whether you are submitting and praying before God. Do you pray and only respond when you get the answer you want? Or do you pray and respond irrespective of the answer for your heart is in submission to Christ? Certainly something to think about today. We head to our final chapter today and that's Hebrews 13 and we're finishing out the book of Hebrews. Unless we get the idea that we can run the race successfully alone, the writer encourages us in Hebrews 13 to remind ourselves of our spiritual leaders. If we do, we'll love the brothers and sisters, we'll help strangers, we'll help prisoners, we'll live above lust and covetousness and be not led astray by false doctrines. So how do we remember our spiritual leaders? Well, we remember them in four ways. We remember them by quite literally remembering what they have taught us, what they've led us in. We remember them by obeying the words of God that they shared with us. We remember them as we pray for them and we seek to build them up. And we remember them as we greet them towards others. We introduce them and introduce the teachings and the help and the pastoral care to others so that the kingdom of God expands. You see, spiritual leaders that lead us into the word of God, to submission before God, to the glad rejoicing of the changed heart, truly are worth remembering and are worth being submissive toward. Let's pray together. Father, we do indeed pray that we would be a submissive people, that we would follow your word, that we would be glad in it, that we would rejoice in it, that we would pray for you to refresh and renew, that we would submit to your guidance. And Father, we pray for all those spiritual leaders in our lives that do this on a daily basis as an example. We pray that we would follow that example and we would remember them. We pray this in your name. Amen.